My name's Josh Case and I'm a junior doctor and software developer from Brisbane, Australia. This guest podcast series is designed to inspire doctors, healthcare workers and other people in the health industry to take a more active role in engaging with technology and quality improvement. Specifically, I hope to encourage more people in the health field to consider learning to code for the fantastic opportunities that it provides. In this series, I hope to cover why you might like to learn to code, including the many benefits that can bring to your personal and professional life. Additionally, in a future episode, I hope to demonstrate how you might learn to code as a medic and a concrete series of steps that you can take to get yourself to that point. So why should a medic learn to code? First and foremost, it's important to note that the job market for most specialties is changing rapidly. The things that made you employable once upon a time are not going to be the same things that make you employable in the future. All you have to do is look at specialist training programs and the rapidly increasing requirements that are required to get onto these programs. I think you'd have to be living under a rock not to know that senior medical jobs in certain places are extremely hard to come by and that this situation will only worsen as time goes on and more graduates hit the mid-career bottleneck. To distinguish yourself in a competitive job marketplace, having skills in other areas like programming could be the edge you need to get ahead. Another reason you might learn to code is that writing custom software is a very powerful tool for research purposes. You can't get far into programming without having to understand how to handle or process data on a basic level. APIs, data structures and JSON files are all different constructs you will encounter at one point in time or another, and these all have big implications for research. Imagine if you could write a script that could complete a department audit for you, or search through the hospital's operation records, find patients who had a surgery performed, and then automatically look up their blood tests before and after the case. We'll look at ED triage times compared to operation completion times and then compare prognosis. You could perform these iterative tasks automatically for thousands of patients at a time if you had the skills to tell a computer to do it for you. Another reason you might like to learn to code is that it helps you understand what's possible in terms of innovation and quality improvement. It's of course unrealistic to expect lots of doctors and medical students to become expert programmers when their agendas are already full with intense curricula and high workloads. But the beauty is you don't need to reach expert status. Learning enough to dip your toes in and build a few simple tools is not that difficult and it helps you to identify opportunities for innovation that you might not have otherwise found. I can remember one day a few years ago when my supervisor at the time, an ED registrar by the name of Matthew Clan, said on a whim during a round, if I knew how to code, I would whip up a calculator to help people interpret Rotem results in an emergency. Rotem is a technology that helps hospitals decide what blood products to give people when they're critically unwell. Sometimes interpreting the test can be difficult, and given that blood products are a scarce resource, it's important to get that decision right. The next day, I brought in my laptop and started tinkering. And a few weeks later, we had an in-your-pocket guide to Rotem interpretation for iOS and Android up on the web and approved for use at the Royal Brisbane Women's Hospital. Another reason you might like to code is that you can build cool things. I, myself, am a self-taught programmer and have made a range of things, including medical education tools, Twitter bots, mobile apps that are games, mobile apps that are productivity tools, websites, servers, scripts to automate my timetable or timetabling. The only thing that really limits you is your creativity once you get to a core level of competency with your programming skills. Another reason you might like to code is that there's actually more crossover between medicine and programming than you might think. There are certain areas of medicine that are intensely algorithmic, and I strongly believe that growing my skills in programming has grown my skills in clinical reasoning, and vice versa. To appreciate this point, you have to understand that the vast majority of time spent programming is not writing brand new code, but rather diagnosing problems with new code interacting with old code. One of the essential core skills of a programmer is in fact diagnosis, just like doctors. There are several more similarities I've found over the years, such as the analogous behavior of APIs and human cell membranes. However, I think these and other analogies are best suited to a talk of their own one day.
Programming also provides a fantastic escape from clinical medicine. Rates of clinician burnout and depression are being increasingly recognised as a threat to the health and well-being of not just our healthcare workers, but also the patients in our health system. In my experience, one of the best ways to protect yourself from burnout is to have something else going on in your life outside of medicine. That way, it suddenly doesn't hurt quite as much when you have a bad day, when you make a mistake, or when a supervisor criticises your decision. When all your eggs in one basket and you drop it, it's going to hurt. If you've got something else that is challenging you, distracting you, teaching you, and giving you satisfaction, it makes it that much easier to move on with things when times are tough. Programming also gives you the capacity to earn money doing freelance jobs whenever it's convenient for you. This one's mostly for the medical students in the room. Holding down shift work during medical school can be extremely difficult, especially when time demands are high around exam period. While it's not for everyone, with a few months of effort, you can definitely get your skills to a point where you can earn money online doing freelance work, building websites, writing short scripts, or setting up third-party applications. The cool thing is, as a freelancer, you could work the hours you choose to work, and heck, you could do it in your pyjamas too. As it turns out, the startup world is extremely hungry for techie doctors. There are lots of non-clinical career options for doctors, and working in the startup space is one that's growing year on year. Medtech is an exploding field, and mega startups are always on the hunt for doctors with insight into tech and clinical practice. Acquiring technical skills makes you irreplaceable in the world of AI in healthcare. There's lots of people talking about the AI revolution at the moment and how lots of doctors are going to be replaced. I think many of the people who say these things don't necessarily have a grasp on what it's actually like to be a doctor day-to-day -day in a hospital in the early 21st century, and for the most part, I think they're over-exaggerating. However, I think we can all agree it's better to be safe than sorry, and that presumably, eventually our industry will be revolutionized by automation, just like dozens of others before us. In that sense, it's not difficult to imagine at least a portion of the medical workforce becoming obsolete. In this scenario, there would be a big demand for doctors who understand the intricacies of the systems that are re replacing practitioners. And if you learn to code, you'd be a desirable candidate to oversee and or provide quality assurance for the running of these machines, making you very employable well into the future. And finally, our health system is desperate for innovation. Costs are skyrocketing and our population is aging. We need doctors with new age skill sets to invent new age solutions to age old problems. Learning to program gives you a unique skill set to build new means of value to your patients. The more doctors we have with tech skills, the less friction we'll have for high quality health system innovation. So stick around, get with the times and listen up because it's time to get coding.